Solunga. So cat. You know how we've been saying people must sponsor us? Yeah. Someone looked at our podcast and said, wow, that is fire. And I need to come help you guys manage your fire. And that is high dynamics fire management. I like it. Right? Sure. So this the show is actually brought to you by High Dynamics Fire Management. And what they do is fire extinguisher service and supply. They do suppression system service and supply. And they do fire sprinkler system service and supply. If you are running a business or you've got like a building or something that needs some sort of fire management system, these are the people that you want to call. Yeah. They will come out to your premises and do a site visit and inspection free of charge. Hectic. For zero. Okay. Nothing. Huh. Right? Safety first. I mean. Somebody call high dynamics. <laughs> Banning on that dance floor. <laughs> Whoa. So you can reach these guys on info at highdynamics.co.za or you can reach out to them on 011-420-0014. You can also check out their website at www.highdynamics.co.za. That is www.highdynamics.co.za. Banning on that dance floor. Whoa. It doesn't matter if you're running a multi-billion rand global organization. Although the CEO of your own spaza selling his part of Kukas. The principles of running a business remain the same. The core decisions you need to make are also the same. Different in scale and approach, but when you get down to the fundamental decisions, the frameworks for making them have a lot more in common than you think. So come on a walk with us as we explore the jungle of doing business. I'm Katakani Baloyi, a commercial strategist specializing in enterprise and supplier development. I'm Lungam Simang, a human capital strategist. And I'm Mo Malele, marketing events and go-to-market strategist. And together, we'll be discussing various scenarios the typical business person, be they a corporate professional or an intrepid entrepreneur, might come across during their career. We'll unpack the challenges, discuss different mental models for working through them, and share our perspectives on practical solutions you could apply in your business. Corporate or startup, there's always safety in numbers. Take the journey with us. It's, it's a, a jungle, jungle out there. Are you ready, fam? Let's get into it. What are we talking about, mate? So. What's on the agenda, innit? Everybody put on their earphones. Every, oh, I was about to try an accent that I was going to butcher. <laughs> Go for you, it. What are you going to do, mate? No. Go for it. Do, do you know what, what accent I've been trying to do lately? Hick tick. Is um, <laughs> just basically being like a black Scotsman. Black Scotsman. A black. I, I think, you know how last time we spoke about how I need to harmonize, <laughs> harmonize. All, of my, all of my Twitter handles and, harmonize. and my Facebook <laughs> and my, uh, my social media? I think I should make it the Black Scotsman. Black okay. Scotsman. You reckon? Okay. I'd be so intrigued by this. Please do it. Aye, lad. Aye, lad. Aye, lad. 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 Uh-huh. You see? Lad, a boy. These, a lad. Are the, these are the kind of things I'm looking forward to Because you're my wrong. boy. Aye. Right. Aye. Right. Indeed. I actually haven't spoken to my co-hosts about this. So this, like you, you, our two listeners are hearing it at the same time as these guys in the studio. Ooh. We are going to be putting a survey on our website, <laughs> www.junglepodcast.com. Once again, junglepodcast.com. There at the top in the menu, there's going to be a survey where you guys, like after you've, you've listened to a couple of episodes, go go on there, 
fill out the survey. Tell us how you feel about the podcast. And this is the, the bit that's going to be like, you did what? To my co-host. Um, what we're going to do is I think we're going to run the survey for... Let's let's commit to six weeks, eight weeks. I don't yes. even know what I'm end, committing to. End yes, of May. We. End of May is. We is also used very loosely. End of May is when we're closing the survey. End of May, twenty twenty two, twenty twenty. I need to say the numbers in this act in like this. Twenty twenty two, May. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're gonna close the survey, and essentially every week until the end of the survey, uh, we are gonna pick one person who's responded. We are. And we're going to reach out to you and we're going to say, hey, friend, thank you for filling out our survey. We would like to give you 90 minutes of our our time free of charge um, and we'll do a consult with you. So we'll we'll do a Zoom consult with you. The only condition, term and condition that we have is that we'd like to record the, the, the consult. Yeah, so that we can take snippets out of it. Like, obviously, all the non-confidential stuff, take snippets out of it and just kind of throw it up on our social media, like the points where Lunga and Mo are just dropping bars of fire on the people. Boom. So, go check out the survey, www.junglepodcast.com. At the top in the menu, fill out the survey. Let's get the show on the road. Um, Yeah, we. we. And it wasn't a royal we, (laughs) because there's three of us in here. Two of you are disagreeing, but it is what it is. Anyway, guys, this is how you drive innovation. Just bring people along for the ride. It is certainly not. (laughs) (laughs) Tell him. This is why people get slapped. (laughs) Sir. Okay, okay. Okay, Jada. This is why sometimes you just gotta put a homie in order. So what I'd like for us to talk about this week, getting to a point where you need to switch lanes, but it's not switch lanes as in like, oh, I'm bored with this thing. I want to try something else. But getting to a point where you switch lanes, like you, you've you gone through the, the beginning stages of the journey, right? So you, you started a business because you were a software developer, you're writing apps for people, and now your business has grown to the point where you actually need to step out of that role of software developer because you're no longer the best person for developing the apps and you need to now go and be a CEO and, or an MT and actually run your business. Or you've, you've just started a new role in the organization and you've been learning your way through it and as a result, you've touched on multiple things but getting to a point where you realize that actually this thing that I thought I was adding a lot of value on, there's actually someone better suited in the organization to add that value and being able to step away and hand that off and delegate it to someone else. Mm-hmm. Have you guys ever had that experience? And 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 w- what was the reality like when, when it hit you, which is this thing that I was actually passionate about, I'm actually not necessarily the best person to do it in my organization. I can start off. Mo, I saw you pointing at me. Thanks. <laughs> um, the listeners didn't see. You didn't have to put Mo on blast like that, man. No, just people are going to think I like hugging the mic. And but I did point at him. That's be not, it's not be true. kind. It's not be true. kind. Yeah, be, be kind. kind. Cat. Damn it. And apply yourself. Ah. <laughs> Roar. <laughs> <laughs> you business giraffe, you. <laughs> <place>. <laughs> uh, 
toll Be kind and apply yourself. <laughs> you business journal. <laughs> we have fun, guys. We have fun. <laughs> we have fun. Okay, uh, I mean, cool. So the story I want to tell is slightly removed from your question, but it answers it. Yeah. When we met, I was a BA graduate. I studied history and English. Mm-hmm. And I was the IT guy in the business. Mm-hmm. Mad weird. You were. I yeah. knew nothing about IT. When I found out what you do, I was like... But everyone looked at me as the IT as guy. The, and they didn't know what I studied. They just, oh, some new engineer guy came through. <laughs> when, when you, I, the new engineer. <laughs> when I found out what you studied, I was like... Oh, man. I, I struggle because, like, you know me, I, I connect dots. And it's like, I just couldn't... No dots to be connected here. Okay. So, era 404. That was an IT joke. Dot not found. I, yep. I, I got it. Because oh, you were the IT guy. <laughs> right. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. I was about to say something else um, about <laughs> a member of my team who was the real IT guy, but I won't. It could be a racial slur. Um, <laughs> anyway. Why was he like? Me? Yeah, sure. <laughs> like you're going into the rabbit hole now. Right? So, so easy does it. I'm trying to trap him. <laughs> be kind. I, I'm, I'm smarter than that. I hope. <laughs> so <laughs> so the only way I could learn stuff was to become passionate about immersing myself in subject matter. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm. So before I can answer your question, I need to know what this is. So I jump in and I immerse myself in it. Yeah. Every single piece of information I can get from the highest level and then I keep digging down in layers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm just absorbing as much as I can. Yeah. Then the North Star or the compass that I'm using to help guide me here mm. at a certain point when I'm like, okay, if someone asks me in 30 seconds, what is this thing? Mm. I need to find a simple way to explain it to you. And if I can explain it to you high level in 30 seconds, yeah. I've got enough of a grasp of what this is. Stop absorbing. Stop. Okay. And then I'll go back to the question I'm trying to answer. What what question are the ask you ask me a question again? Okay. Mm-hmm. If this is the question, do I have enough knowledge to answer it? Maybe, but even if I don't, I have, I should have enough knowledge to know where to start looking. Mm. And then I might, in a smaller scope, immerse myself again to be able to wrap my head around the variables that allow me to answer this question as the professional who's supposed to be the authority. Yeah. Once I can answer the question, again, I stop. Yep. And then what I'm doing here is, why are they asking me this question? Mm. What business problem are they actually trying to solve? Because this is the question they've asked me. This is how they framed it. But was this the best possible question they could have asked to solve the business problem? Mm-hmm. And then I go into this exploratory thing of like reverse engineering this thing again. Yeah. Let's assume they didn't ask me this question, but now that I understand the business problem, how do I go about solving it? Now that I've got more context. Maybe they were playing broken telephone with their boss. Yeah. Maybe they're asking a question with limited information yeah. and now new information has come to light. Therefore, they would ask a different question. So I spend a lot of time trying to frame it. Um, I think from the project management perspective, that's kind of like discovery. Making sure the scope is correct, making sure we're really addressing what's supposed to be addressed. So that's kind of my process. It's kind of like the pre-work before the work. Yep. So that's kind of the foundation I would, uh, I would 
lay down as an approach to answering a question. Okay. I'm just, I'm gonna stop there, but like, because I, 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 I know I took it in a slightly different direction. Yeah. But true to form, maybe you can ask the question again now. Actually, I, I need to ask the question again, because I think that sort of where, where you took it spoke more to, I guess, learning and, and ways of learning versus where I was going with the question to say that at some point on the journey, like especially when when you when you first start out on a journey, you might start out and as part of you getting going, you are gonna have to wear multiple hats. And at some point mm-hmm. along the road you're gonna figure out that you know, maybe I'm not the best person to wear this particular hat. Or something's gonna happen that's gonna make you realize that you know what, maybe I'm not the right person to be wearing that hat. So to mm. to give you an example, if you start off running a creative service, you might find that to begin with the sort of clients that you're dealing with, your your skill set in terms of what you're able to deliver creatively is good enough. But then as you seek to grow your business, as you seek to level up, you'll probably get to a point where you hit a ceiling and it's not a glass ceiling that you can just break down. Maybe you can learn new skills to to evolve past that ceiling, but there's a fair probability that maybe you need to bring on board specialists or people who can actually take your your product or service to that next level in order to be able to deliver on the needs of your client and then you step back and you figure out a different role within your organization where you can continue to drive value. Like that's kind of where I was going with the question. Like, have you guys ever had that? Have you ever experienced it in terms of seeing it happen to someone else? Like I, I know I've had it. I know it's not a easy thing to, to first of all recognize. Mm. Um, and it's not an easy pill to swallow. How, <laughs> how do you actually move forward with that? Growth, bro. If you want to grow, you gotta have to bring new people. <laughs> well, first you don't know everything, and secondly, you just don't have the capacity yeah. and the capability to do everything. Mm-hmm. And if you want your business to grow, you're going to have to step away from it at some point or another, and actually bring other people and let them run with the things that you can't run with anymore. Yeah. The idea of being a jack of all trades as an entrepreneur, or even in your corporate role, right? The mm. idea of doing everything yourself is is simply not sustainable, and it's actually very short sighted. And yeah, like I say, if you want to grow your business, you're going to have to identify the gaps and actually bring people in to close those gaps. How do you get there though? Like what does something need to happen? Is it different for different individuals? Because I know like we've all got different levels of self-awareness, right? So Mm. uh, for me, I'll give the example to say that I've always seen myself and I still see myself as the person that gets things done. So if something needs to be done and I see that no one else is picking it up, I'll roll my sleeves up and I'll get it done. Mm. But in trying to run a business, one of the things that led to our failures was me trying to stick in that pocket of operational delivery when what I should have been doing is actually saying, let me find someone to come and plug this operational hole so that I can take that step back out and, and manage the business. Because the moment I, as the person managing the business, I'm stuck in this hole, no one is at the wheel. Yeah. Mm. So I, I think this is also contextual depending on how large 
the organization you're working in is okay. or how big your business is mm-hmm. and the role you play there, right? Mm. So the both of you will know that when it's your baby and you're building from the ground up, you actually do everything. As soon as it grows, like you were saying, Mo, things are going to change. Yeah. You'll recall at that lovely establishment we used to work, being a big company where lots is happening all the time, delegation of authority, it was clear to us, even in terms of the money we could spend in dollars before we needed to bump it up for approval. Yeah. So you knew the kind of decisions you could take and how much those decisions cost the company. Mm-hmm. But in terms of what role you play in a team, we learned the pace model. Yeah. So you get in a meeting, there's a problem, and immediately we're all thinking pace. Who's the yeah. process owner or mm-hmm. project owner? Who is the approver? Mm-hmm. Who are the contributors? Yep. And who are the executors? Yeah. If you're none of those people, walk out the meeting. True. Simply put, that's how we used to solve Ongenap. things, right? Ungenap, leave. We don't need you here. Thanks. Yeah. And I think the reason I'm going in that direction is starting at the top in the ideal scenario is where we all understand who the contrib- who the people are in this pace model. Mm-hmm. And when you go through a, a growth trajectory or when you need to develop self-awareness to figure out what role you should play, we're kind of re- reverse engineering that thing. Mm. So in the ideal world, and you, if Kat, if you are the project or process owner, mm-hmm. but you're also... The approver. Yeah. Because you're the, the boss, I guess. Mm-hmm. You've got contributors, the experts, the people that know how to get things done. Yeah. So why are you executing? Yeah. The executors here too. Yeah. You know? So it's almost like at various stages of your growth curve, you've got to be able to realize who you are in the room, mm. what is happening, why the other people are in the room, and then just act appropriately. Mm. Mm-hmm. And that's the self-awareness you're talking about, I think. Mm. And the fact that sometimes you're not the best person to do that job. Hmm. Like we, in one of my companies, we're busy working on, well, we've been asked to put together a financial model. Hmm. And so we then get given this like Excel spreadsheet that is supposed to be a template. Hmm. And we just have to put in numbers and assumptions and this and this and that. And it's quite a lengthy exercise, actually. Hmm. Which I then refused to do. I looked at the stuff <laughs> and I was like, I'm not doing this. <laughs> it's a complete, like as the, as co-founder and CEO, it is a complete waste of my time to sit here and do a financial model. I'm not a financial modeler. Yes, I have a finance and accounting background, but that is almost like another lifetime ago when I think about it in context. Yeah. This is a complete, like this is an important task, but it's a waste of my time to yeah. be doing this task. Yeah. This needs to be done. By a person who gets paid to build financial models for companies. Yes. Mm. And so that's the decision I made. I was like, we're not going to waste our time fighting with this Excel spreadsheet for weeks <laughs> on end, trying to make these numbers make sense for investors and, and, and one, and, and, and funders and so forth. Just get somebody to do this, mm. you know? And then I think sometimes it's, it's, um, yes, it's self awareness, but it's also just about understanding that you're needed elsewhere in your business. Yeah. You know what I mean? That that this is an inefficient usage of your capacity and your capability. Give yeah. it to somebody else. Yeah. But that being said, the art of delegation and knowing when to delegate a task and when to do it yourself is also, it's a work in progress. Mm-hmm. You know, mm. like you have to be in the trenches and in the business to actually understand when a task can be done by somebody else, um, whether it's in-house or you're outsourcing it. And then when a task needs to be done by you as co-founder and CEO, because it's that vital. Yeah. So, 
I don't know how to intro this. So this ad, yes, you listener, you're listening to an ad. This isn't just a random person that approached us. Hey, we like what you're doing. We want to do an ad on your show. This is someone that we've actually used. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, these are guys where we needed to get artwork done for this podcast. And I'm assuming if you're here, you can probably look at your phone and check out the artwork. I remember that. Dope. To go. Yeah, it's, it's artwork. Fire. It's good. Some point. And so, so Mo, you, you recommended these guys because you've also used them, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. They did my album artwork. Ah, dope, dope, dope. So yeah, like legit, we vouch for them. And the people we're talking about is uh, an agency based out in Durban. They call Nativity. Uh, Nativity. Nativity. Spelled N-A-T-I-V, stay with me, T-Y dot C-O dot Z-A. Native T. Native T. Nativity. Nativity. Right. Um, they're based out in Durban, but obviously you're able to interact with them online, Zoom, Skype, whatever the situation yes. is. We're based in Joburg. They're in Durban. They still did an amazing job with our work. And basically their list of services is they do graphic design, branding, web design, social media management, brand management, and 3D animations. So if you are looking for any of these services or any other sort of creative services, reach out to these guys. You can get a hold of them on info at nativity.co.za or you can check them out on the their website www.nativity.co.za that's www.nativity spelled n-a-t-i-v-t-y dot c-o dot z-a I got a funny anecdote Go well, for it. it's funny to me I'm not a comedian <laughs> <laughs> thanks guys <laughs> thanks for pre-laughing I needed that laugh sure. track this is called positive affirmation I love you guys <laughs> we love you too man anyway so Sane shout out to Sane a good friend of mine yeah. who I used to work with so she's an experienced HR professional who's also been a consultant. She mm. knows, she basically, she knows her shit. Yeah. We're working on something and I see her fighting with the PowerPoint presentation. <laughs> Not because she doesn't know her way around PowerPoint. She actually makes beautiful presentations. Mm-hmm. But I stopped and I said, Sene, you're too expensive to be doing what you're doing. You're more senior than me 100%. in this company. Yeah. I actually get paid to make presentations. Yeah. Give this thing to me. Yeah. And even if it took me the same amount of time, it was a waste of her time. Yeah. You've just got to have like, and what she laughed at me, mm-hmm. but. We forgot to laugh. <laughs> no, you guys pre-laughed. We're okay. Okay, we're good. She right. Great. So, although she laughed, what is exceptional about what she did thereafter is that the ways of working changed. She was just like, hey, dude, here's the information. Here's the visualization I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. Do it. Mm. And the cool thing, the cool thing about that was, there's no offense taken, but you can get straight to the point because you understand the role people yeah. play. She mm. could easily have done that, mm. you know. But in this two man team on that project, it's more efficient if I do it. It it was just that yeah. simple. So, here's a question that I have: Is that in theory, it's great to be like you should be constantly reevaluating. Right, like you, you should have pace printed on your forehead. Constantly ask yourself, <laughs> looking at this task, where do I sit on the pace model? Like, what what is my role here? And then moving accordingly. But realistically, like that's not what happens. <laughs> so the the question, I guess, then that would need to be asked is like, what needs to happen for you to have that built into you as a default mental model? To look at stuff and and outside of spiciness, have Mo's reaction to be like, uh, no, I'm I'm not I'm not coming to this party. 
uh, I've got an invite, but it's not for me. It's not my crowd. Like what, what, what needs to happen? Do you have, to, so for me, it was crashing and burning with our business. Like it was crashing and burning and it was a traumatic experience. And out of that trauma, like the reflection burnt into my mind that Katagani, if you're going to do this again and put it all on the line again, this is what we're not going to do. Your focus needs to be in these areas. And when you're looking at stuff, you need to ask yourself the question, am I adding value here? Could someone else do a better job than me at this? If so, find that person, find a way to, to facilitate that person doing this job. Otherwise, like either if, if, if it's important, find a way to do it. If not, then step away from it. Like don't focus on it. Don't put energy on it. Like what are the things that need to happen? Does it have to be a traumatic thing? Does it have to be one of your colleagues like snap out of it type moment? Like mm. what, what, what needs to happen? <sighs> No, what needs to happen? <laughs> um, so from my perspective, it's been two things that have driven um, that knowledge or driven me to get better at this thing called delegation, which historically speaking, I kind of suck at. But I think in general, most entrepreneurs are not very good delegators in general. So for me, the first one is it has been a note from coaches and mentors that you're doing too much. And that's why not enough is getting done because you're sitting with it all, all, all the time. Mm. And you, you, you are just one person. There's only 24 hours in the day. Mm. So think like more could be getting done if mm. you just would let other people do certain things and you, then you run with other things. So firstly, for me, it has just been a, an actual note that I've heard time and time again, which is why for me, I think we've had discussions about building teams and so forth in the past. But that's why for me, building a team. And learning to delegate is a big thing for me this year mm. on, a, on, on a personal and professional note. And then the other driver or the other catalyst for me has also been the reality of overwhelm. Like there's just, there's just too much work that needs to get done in order for us to be able to leverage the opportunities we have. And they say opportunity looks a lot like hard work. <laughs> um, I like that. Yeah. <laughs> so, so it's just, just realizing that. I'm not going to be able to get everything done myself mm-hmm. and that I need to actually give other people things to do. I, I, I need to sort of, you know, deal with my own control issues and so forth and be able to delegate better. And then more things actually end up getting done when I'm not the only person who thinks they can get it all done. For me, those have been the two catalysts, like an outside approach, like um, an external perspective on the matter. And then just realizing that I could be getting a lot more done and my companies could actually be growing at a faster pace. Mm. If I'm not trying to do all of the work, you know, and I think it's that for me, I, and I actually wrote this down is the idea of working in the business versus on the business. Yeah. Mm. And you have to have a very good balance of both. Yeah. Mm. It sounds like you're, you're experiencing a balancing act between empowerment and delegation. And what I mean by that is as you build a team, you've got to empower them and set clear expectation so that they know that if they initiate movement, here's where I can play. Mm. And then from a delegation point of view, it's like, there's too much on my plate. Hey, you, take this task off my plate, run with it. It's like two different types of building. Mm -hmm. There's like a push and a pull there a little Mm. bit. And you need both. Mm. Mm. Okay. Your perspective, Catpack, especially seeing as you... You learn some of these lessons the hard way. After crashing and burning. So how do you feel about it? Man, I think that 
for me, the biggest lesson that I've learned is the ability to listen. And what I mean is like, listen to your yourself. And I mean mm -hmm. self in the higher sense. And listen to your environment. Right? So as you guys were talking, you were essentially sort of going back and forth between there's certain internal voices that you'll hear and there'll be certain external voices that you'll hear that will mm. let you know that the space that you're in isn't where you should be in the space where you're focusing your energy and directing yourself towards isn't the space that you should be looking at mm. and i think for me the biggest lesson i've learned and like i'm not perfect in terms of like being there yet there's still a lot of learning that i need to do on the journey but essentially just having the ability to just be quiet and listen listen to yourself like so sort of a left turn like i i i believe that everything is vibrating at a certain frequency mm, and, sure. and this is just like pure I physics feel you. i feel you atoms vibrate every single atom vibrates and it's got a frequency yeah and it's only correct you as a person are vibrating at a certain frequency and your frequency is determined by what's going on in your mind, what's going on physically with your body and your spirit, mm -hmm. your soul, whatever you want to call it. Like you as an entity are vibrating at a certain frequency and everything around you is also vibrating at its own frequency. The city that you're in, the chair that you sit at, the TV that you're watching, the phone that you're using. And I'm sure you guys have all had this experience with something like you pick up a phone and it just feels right in your hand. Mm -hmm. and similarly you can pick up another phone and it just it, something about it feels <laughs> off feels wrong right or or you you walk into an office building or a restaurant and you're like mm, something here isn't quite right like it, for me i believe it's those vibrations mm. and the energy's off yeah and i think that like the key thing for me stop bubbling your heads god damn it <laughs> it's like I'm sitting here with two bubbles. <laughs> so, I keep telling you, we're gonna ask Nativity to make a bubble head for me. I, you know, I think they're gonna make it happen, bro. Yeah. So, um, for me, the, the biggest lesson has has been one understanding that that there's this being called Ukatakani that is vibrating at a certain frequency, and every environment that I find myself in vibrates at a certain frequency and developing the ability to listen and recognize when the frequency of me and the frequency of the environment that I'm in are no longer in harmony with each other. Because I think like that's, that's where things sort of start to go off. That's where I, as a person sort of start dealing with anxiety and depression and not feeling right sets in. And my performance or my output isn't quite right. And I think like it happens as well with your business. Like if you are sitting in a, in a business context and you're expected to deliver reports, if something is off about your output, you can probably trace it back to something has changed either in your environment that's now not vibing with you the right way or something has changed with you that you are now no longer vibing with your environment. An example of this is you can be perfectly happy in your job, in your role, but now somewhere along the line, you had this moment of realization where you're like, but actually this isn't serving my purpose, right? Like you, you've identified your North Star and you realize that it's not here. Mm -hmm. 
and it can be the perfect job. Your colleagues can be amazing. You can be good money, good money. You're progressing up the ladder, but you, you, you know that your North star isn't here anymore. Mm. And for me, I think the, the biggest thing that anyone can do is to learn how to listen to themselves and to listen to their environment because it's in listening to those things that you'll then be able to identify. Hang on a second. I'm, I'm currently acting as CEO for my business, but maybe I'm not the best person for that role. I am, yes. I am currently the one that's trying to be hands on with delivering creative work for clients, but maybe I'm not the best person for that role. Mm. Drops mic. Mm. <laughs> no, that's true. And mo- most of the times as entrepreneurs or as people in general, we're not actually ready to have those honest conversations. Mm. To be like, the work still needs to get done, but maybe you're not. I mean, also, how do you tell, how do you tell a co-founder of a business that you are not the right man for the CEO, CEO job? Mm. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, it's tough conversations, mm. but I think like those are the things that we, firstly, like you, you need to be more open and honest with yourself. Yeah. Like as an individual and understand that not everything is going to be rosy. And again, this guys, this isn't saying just because you go through a patch where clients aren't liking your work doesn't mean you should give up. Yeah. Right. It maybe just means you need to yourself level up. You need to do a bit more reading and research. You need to get a bit more immersed. Like Lunga went into at the beginning of this thing, like immerse yourself more in the subject matter so that you've got a better understanding and you're able to deliver a higher quality of output. In fact, I would argue that if you immerse yourself in something and you build an understanding of what's going on, you should have a better idea of whether your capabilities can match what the need is. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you can research, immerse yourself in it, and come out and say, mm, "I'm not going to do it's this." Not for me, Be- because in you've done the work to realize you can't do the work. Yeah, because in doing the learning, you learn what excellence looks like. Yeah, and I think having that moment of honesty with yourself to just kind of take a step back and say, "Like, our clients constantly giving me tons and tons and feedback up until revert number five. Whereas I know where I've collaborated and worked with other people in the space, they within two reverts they've got it done, right? And and I've done the work and I've equipped myself and I know what excellence looks like and how to achieve it. But maybe my skill set just isn't where it's at to be able to deliver that. And those are the sorts of things that you listen out for and be like, okay, maybe I should get someone else in to come and do this so that we can deliver quicker, deliver better, and be able to to grow and scale up. This is slightly unrelated, but it felt related enough for me to say this. Red herring guy. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I do this. <laughs> so, what an interesting man Pete Diddy is. But he, he, he said something that just stuck with me. He said something along the, I'm paraphrasing this, but he basically said, in order to get anywhere in life, mm-hmm. first establish what the goal is, mm. and then establish how much it costs. Mm. To reach that goal. Mm. I and then be honest with yourself. Be honest with yourself and be like, how much does it cost? And am I prepared to pay that? Yes. Right? If you're not prepared to pay the cost, leave the goal. Mm. That's not a dream you want. Yeah. Or it's not a dream you're prepared to, to go after, so leave it. Yeah. Now, if you flip that contextually into what you were asking, immerse yourself in the knowledge, figure out what's supposed to be done here, and... Do I have the capability? That that's you. Like, you know, who said this once <laughs> upon a time? Don't write 
checks that don't, don't, write, let your, don't let your mouth write checks that your body can't cash. Come on, somebody. Yes. Mm. That, that is mm. it. Mm. Mm. Yeah. So it's like unpacking it. It's kind of two levels. First of all, do you have these monies? Mm-hmm. And if you've got these monies, are you willing to put them on the table? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And it's okay to not have enough money, to not have not have enough juice. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, if you're a featherweight, it's don't, fine. It's no crime. Don't <laughs> fight Vladimir Klitschko. I mean, it's not going to work. It's yeah. Just don't fight like uh, Vladimir in general. Don't, don't ever. Yeah. yeah just don't. Vladimir, leave that home alone. Volodomir. Volodomir. <laughs> Actually, the mayor of Kiev. <laughs> and by the way, just like we 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 used money, but like money is just like a yes. a substitute. Like mm. if it, it can be time, do you have the time to deliver this, and are you willing to spend the time? I believe both of our listeners are applying their minds. You, you think they've applied their minds? <laughs> yeah. Let me leave it at that then. I yeah. think um, we should we should call it. I think. It's time for us to draw a line. Sensational. Draw a line in the sand. It's a jungle out there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Come on. You've been listening to another production from Solid Gold Podcasts.